Hey listeners, Hit the Books is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, and more. Be sure to tune in each week and like, rate, and subscribe. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 33 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's hit the books this week. This week, we have a recap of the Masters and what took place in Augusta, Georgia this year. Plus, the NHL and NBA playoffs are right around the corner starting this weekend and early next week. So we're excited to talk about that a lot during this episode. The MLB is in full swing, full swing, like we have said, and the draft is approaching for the NFL. So some moves and action in the league this week. So let's jump into this week's episode and start off by introducing my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, let's lead off with you this week. What's happening, dude? Another week in the books. Just another week closer to the NBA and NHL playoffs. Obviously, um, the NBA playing, uh, we got it. In- Night two tonight. We had night one last night with the Lakers and uh, drawing a blank. Lakers and Timberwolves. No, who's the other team that came out on top? Who's in the East? Oh yeah, Atlanta. Oh yeah, Atlanta with the upset. So um, good action in, in that so far. Um, got two good games tonight. So uh, yeah, just getting ready for that. Not much going on. Got got the Masters to talk about. That was a uh, another fun fun tournament. So. That's it. Good stuff, Mackie. Yet another week here doing the show. Let's shoot over to Ace. Ace, what do you got for us this week, buddy? Nice to see you. Hey, how's it going, boys? Uh, pretty excited to get talking this week as we have the NHL playoffs on the horizon and NBA playoffs just tipped off last night, like Mackie said. Um, great Easter weekend with the family. Got to enjoy some of the Masters, too, thanks to the delays. And uh, been crushing the daily cards with the NHL, and uh, we got MLB rolling now too, so we got three daily cards for you to be on the lookout for, and you know come playoff time, we're going to eat, so ready to get talking here, uh, ready for another week. Yes, sir. Huff, let's finish it off with you this week. Last but not least, what do you got for us? Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Like you said, uh, great Masters we had on Sunday, uh, great end of the tournament, Lot, lots of other stuff going on, NHL playoffs getting underway the early next week. Going to talk a lot of that NBA playoffs, as Mackie said, got underway the last two days as we've had the the NBA play-in tournament rolling and uh, looking forward to watching the NBA playoffs as they get underway with the first round. So uh, nothing nothing else much going on with me. Um, it's four one two day. Shout out to all my Yenzers out there. We've got a lot of Yenzer listeners. Ace, I thought you'd love that one. Happy four one two day to you specifically. Um, but other than that, not much going on with me. Yeah, happy four one two day. Huff said it best. I think it's time that we jump into this week's episode, episode 33 of this year. Why don't we start off with a little segment? How about we do top three sports movies? You know, what you think are the best three sports movies of all time, I'd say. I know a lot of us are probably going to maybe pick some hockey movies, but curious to hear you guys think. Who wants to go first? 
Yeah, I think we're all just going to have a consensus, consensus number one here, but uh, I don't need to go first. I want to hear what some of you guys go first, so... I'll go for I'll go first. I'm I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not the movie guy on the podcast. Don't watch too many movies, even when it, it does relate to sports. I'm usually watching some pointless MLB game in the middle of summer instead of watching a movie. But a um, couple sports movies did catch my uh, mind, I guess, or whenever I kind of thought of this, whenever we put this in there, or ones that came to mind. Whenever I was trying to think of my list and to put them in order, they're not exactly all real do they we didn't clarify this do they have to be real or just about sports no just Just your top three no questions asked yeah are you asking if you could put in rocky no see i didn't think of rocky all right honorable mention no i'm kidding all right no all right in this in this that's a good sports movie that's a good sports movie in this order i'm gonna go three to one Number three, I got Talladega Nights. It's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies of all time. Love Will Ferrell. That's a clutch um, pick. Yeah. Talladega Nights at three. Number two, football movie, The Blind Side. Uh, Michael Orr, not necessarily the most factual movie, but we said it doesn't have to be very real. It's a pretty sad movie, but great movie. He ended up obviously having a pretty solid NFL career. I'm mean, nothing crazy, but great movie on, on the other end. But uh, number one, we said at the consensus pick, I think it's going to be Miracle, but uh, I, well, another one that I'm waiting to see, I haven't seen yet. And I'm interested. I really wanted to put this on my list, but I can't because I haven't seen it is air. I, I really want to go see that new Michael Jordan movie, uh, about the, the contract with Nike and the whole way he changed basketball and stuff like that. I don't know if any of you guys have saw the trailers for that. I think that would easily slide into this top three for me if I just, if I have already seen it, but I haven't, uh, I've heard great things about it. It got like a hundred percent ratings everywhere, but, um, I'll hand things back off. Wait, 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 wait. You you want to put a movie you haven't even seen before in a, in your top three movies of all time? Dude, I'm not even kidding. The trailers, like, they they looks that good. It looks that good. No, yeah, I've seen the trailers. They do look really good, but that's a little bold. Yeah, it's 412 day, Mac. You don't come at him too hard. <laughs> Pop, I like the list. Uh, tough scene. I didn't even think about us having the same one, but Miracle is my number one. Get that out of the way now, but I'll still go backwards. Um, I'll go with an honorable mention. Like Mike was my favorite movie growing up, but that's not in Fire. it. Just an honorable mention there. But uh, coming in at three, I will go with The Bad News Bears. Classic movie. Really like that one. Um, a lot of good baseball movies. I try to get different sports in here. Uh, Major League came to mind. Um, the Sandlot. But I'll go with The Bad News Bears in this spot. Coming in at two, I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore. I mean, that movie's just vintage. You can't really beat that one. I don't know how many times I've watched it. It's endless. You could catch the beginning, the end. It's always great. You got to love when uh, Shooter McGavin's got to shoot the ball off of the big guy's leg, his old boss, um, chasing him down at the end, too, with the nail through his head. And uh, coming at number one, I have Miracle as well as hockey guys. I mean, you can't really miss out on that one. Or Brooks. I mean, so many iconic quotes. Uh, Is this about your test? I'll take your test. Uh, That's a good one right there. I mean, OC's back, baby. Like... He took the ring right off my fucking finger. Like, there's a lot of good ones coming out of that Miracle movie that, I mean, doesn't miss. So I agree with you there with number one, Huff. That was very New England of you. Hit it, Mackie. What do you but, think? But, um, yeah, we, every movie we've said, see, I, I, I want to go a little different because you guys have said some movies that I did want to put in my top three. But, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to switch my list up just a little. 
Honorable mention, Blindside, actually probably my favorite movie of all time, but I'm not going to put it in here because I've put it in here. And um, Talladega Nights, also a great movie. But um, number three, I'm going to go Coach Carter. Absolute gem. Honestly, I could watch this movie any day and just be happy with who I am and what I'm watching. Um, great story, great movie overall. Um, yeah, so that's number three. Number two, I'm going to go Happy Gilmore as well, just because it's same same thing. It's just such a classic, and I could watch it any day and just crack my ass up. And um, so that's why it's number two. And obviously, like I said in the beginning, we're all going to have the same number one. It's it's miracle for uh, for obvious reasons. I think uh, we're all a little biased playing growing up playing hockey, but uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be number one here. Mackie and I coming in with the same top two. Way to be. Love the choices, boys. Let me rip my top three real quick. Obviously, number one, like Mackie said, I'm going to go with Miracle. But at number two, I'm going to go with Kicking and Screaming. I think that's a fire, fire film. Will Ferrell. Yeah, can't beat him, right? And then at number three, I'm going to go with Moneyball. Can't, can't get enough of Jonah Hill, you know, Brad Pitt. And an honorable mention, not that's necessarily also- a sports movie, but a sports gambling film. Two for the Money, film about the Stu Finer. Great film, Matthew McConaughey. Still never seen it. <laughs> you gotta see it. it That's is, awesome. It's great. Never even heard of it. I gotta check that out now. That's something I'd watch. Moneyball, great pick, Jesse. I had that on my list too. That and Major I love the baseball movies. I feel like they're pretty good. They are Bad good. News they Bears. are good. Yeah. Yeah. Bad News Bears is hilarious. I mean, come on. It's got, it's got some good ones, but great list all around. Heck yeah. Great segment there, guys. Top three sports movies there for us. More of those to come. Let's jump into some golf here. The Masters was this past weekend. Lots of good stuff. And we have John Rahm coming in, winning the Masters, getting his first green jacket. Coming in at plus 850 to win the Masters. He entered the final round trailing Brooks Kepka by two strokes, finishing minus 12 again to get his first green jacket. What do you guys think about that one? Greater greater blow of all time. Uh a 3-3-0 series or 3-1 series lead or Brooks Kepka at the Masters on Sunday, Mackie? What do you think? Yeah, so I was going to come out and say um, credits to John Rahm. Like, great, you won your Masters. But I think Kepka definitely lost it more than Rahm won it. Rahm was just consistent throughout the entire four rounds and finished, what, plus or minus 10 to win the goal, to win the uh, minus 12. No, I don't think so, was it? Yeah. Okay, so he finished minus twelve, which is actually pretty good to, fit to uh, win the green jacket. I was gonna say but. he was. I I do I do agree with your point that Kepka was losing it more than not. I wouldn't say more than Rom was winning it because when I was watching it on Sunday, Rom there was at no point when he went up to a tee box and I mean he had the one questionable drive. I forget which hole it was on, but he ended up early. finding his ball and making it. What'd you say? It was early. Yeah, but I'm saying on the yeah in the final round he lost his ball, gets it back. Doesn't have any issues the rest of the round. I mean, I think did he have a bogeyless round in the final round? Shot what minus three? He averaged minus three. I just think I mean, dude, Kepka was minus twelve through two days. I mean, just play play your game. You his whole his you his play the whole anything. weekend though. Think- it, it started on Saturday with that putt that rimmed out, and it, you could kind of just see it from there. A lot of people are saying that, and what my favorite takeaway of this whole Masters tournament, and I wish. Sam, when Sam was on here gassing up all the live golf, live golf, live golf, what's funny is I heard someone make this point. Brooks Kepka, live golf player, was leading through 54 holes. And obviously at the Masters we play, what was it, what is it, 72? Yeah, couldn't finish. 54 holes, 72 holes, big difference there. That would have been John something Rom's if an champion. 
Hey, Huff, that, 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 Huff, that's that's what I was thinking too when I was watching. Everybody I was with was saying that that putt right there that rimmed out. It was so clean too, and he he was checking the green after too. Um, yeah, he's like, like looking at it. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, it happens. It's such a turning point. But everybody I was with was hyped because they all wanted. Um, nobody wanted a live tour guy to win it all. So pretty happy to see. And Ron I like Kepka. Like if if in another live guy that had a hell of a tournament, Phil Mickelson finishing second, like tied for second with Kepka, like. He silently had one of the best rounds of golf on Sunday. I think he shot a 68. I'd have to look that up. I don't want to hold myself to that. But, I mean, he is – how old is he? 40-something years old, 50-something years old, and he's putting himself – I just saw something. He was the oldest player to shoot that score at the Masters and ever. I mean, Phil – no one was talking about him coming into this weekend and silently just finished his second. Everyone's talking about did Brooks blow it, did Rom win it. And Phil's just silently sitting there with the second place purse. That's all he wanted. That's what he came for, just for the money. And I mean, obviously, everyone plays to win it. You get that. I don't even know, dude. You got to win. How much money do you think you get if you win the Masters? Everything all in total. 12, 12 million. I know you get like a th- purse. Is, yeah, I think it's, it's like, like a $3 12. million dollar purse. Well, no, no, it's, it's f- like 15. The, the purse it's 15 is lower. for the whole thing. I'm looking this up. I want the official number. I believe it's 12. Yeah. Second place is like three mil, maybe. Yeah, that's the, another guy that, that had a. Good day uh, to end out the tournament, really. Um, I like watching him golf. Scotty Scheffler, I mean, he's one of the top top golfers in the world. John, but John, Rom, John Rom took home $3.2 million. Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka $1.5 million each. And then it just kind of goes down from there. The total purse is $18 million. They have to all divide that up. Split it. I thought so I, I'm saying I including, didn't know it that including far, sponsors. and Yeah, so it goes the whole way. To, I mean, top... Ten gets paid. Fourteen gets thirty three hundred forty two thousand. Um, twenty third one hundred eighty seven thousand. Thirty fourth one hundred one thousand. Top fifty must get paid because fiftieth. He's got to make the cut. Fiftieth to the last. Fiftieth gets forty five grand. That ain't bad. Sam Bennett, that amateur, was gonna make like three hundred thousand dollars, but he couldn't get he couldn't get paid. I was yeah, gonna say he couldn't hilarious. accept it. I thought he was gonna. I mean, coming into what the second day, he was what in top five, top three. He he finished day two down four uh, four strokes from from the lead. Yeah, I I know a lot of my group chats were blowing up about if he wins and amateur takes it home and he gets doesn't get paid, that'd be a tough scene. But you know he's going to the get PGA right on, would be he's gonna go PGA right on tour right that. away. He's gonna go on tour right away. I think what they said after this tournament concluded, he can. You can officially go pro. I have no idea. At least so. Yeah, I have no idea how college golf works, but he—I mean—he was having a hell of a tournament, and then he—I mean—to shoot. I think he ended what minus three on the weekend, like. To, and then he's and then the next minus two, and then the next day he's at a college golf round, just you know, carrying his own bag, walking around playing. Like, if I was playing against him and at college, I'd be like, yeah, this dude was just playing in Augusta yesterday. I'm good on this. Uh, he's probably gonna beat my ass and. I don't know what he ended up doing, but I did hear he had a he had to fly back to A and M because he had a round or something he had to do the next day for Texas A and M golf. That's crazy. I got a couple other points here for the Masters. Fred Couples made history this year as the oldest player to make the cut at the Masters. So great, great accomplishment for him. Uh, another one here. Tiger Woods continues a streak of twenty three straight cuts made at the Masters, tying Fred Couples and Gary Players, the longest in history. Very impressive mark for those players, Tiger and Fred. 
Probably his last two. Yeah, for real. And the last point I got here on the TV aspect is that the Masters had 12.06 million viewers for the final round this year. That's up 19% from last year's final round. So more people are definitely tuning in to golf, especially I believe uh, this year was the first year that they made the Masters.com, the broadcast, everything free, like all the different holes and stuff like that. I think you used to have to go on ESPN and things like that. But it's it's still it's still so like messed up what they do with that stream. Um, you can't you can't watch on Saturday until three o'clock, and the top three golfers are already through like nine holes. It's just stupid. And then you go on ESPN Plus, and they only have featured groups. So if they don't have like the top three, you can't right. You can't watch it. Right, that's a mess. What do you got, Ace? They gotta they gotta do something about that. I feel like the the delays from the weather, the inclement weather there, um, really affected those numbers because then you get a heavy amount of golf played on that last day on Sunday on Easter. I mean, everybody's home gathered around the tv at least that's what i was i went to two different places and that's what it was like everywhere i went so um kind of worked out perfectly for them the perfect storm i guess you could say yeah gotta give a uh give some props to the masters ground crew cleaning up that tree in record time uh fixing turf things like that all the divots not there the next day things like that it's very impressive how they what they do and how they do it um i watched some stories and on youtube and videos on youtube and things like that of turf has started burning and they had 60 yards of turf up within seconds of you know the number one tee first uh first player hitting off number one tee like crazy stuff so big props to them and another successful masters in the books here john rom our winner again his first green jacket but i think that's going to conclude everything we got for golf for a little bit till we get to our next big tournament so why don't we jump into some nhl I got a couple points here before we get into what is to become the NHL playoffs. The first one I got here is on Monday night, the 1,000-point club grew by two when Claude Giroux and Joe Pavelski became the first two players to hit the milestone on the same night. They're now 10th and 11th active play- act- They're now the 10th and 11th active NHL players in the club in the 96th and 97th of all time. It's a very impressive feat for those. I feel like every week we're talking about some new players that are hitting that 1,000-point mark. So. It's definitely becoming more relevant. Some guys are in the league long enough to do it. It's great. and imp- It's great. It's impressive. Ace, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, great accomplishments for those two. Uh, been around the league forever. Captain a few teams for the bulk of their career and still getting it done at an old age. Um, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Joe Pa, an American hero. Uh, him going to Dallas really resurrected his career. I kind of thought he was done for after he left San Jose. And uh, he's really made his mark on that team. Efficient on the power play, too. Great centerman, great for the playoffs. I mean, he's got to be helping out those Dallas Stars. We've been riding them on the card, too, and he's a big reason why. They have a big game tonight. Trying to close out that Western Conference is pretty crazy, but great to see this accomplishment. Cool. Boston's 133 points breaks Montreal's 1977 record just days after setting the record for the most wins in a single season. The Bruins beat the Flyers to set a new NHL record with 63 wins in a single season just days ago and with that Linus Olmark also has became the fastest goalie in NHL history to 40 wins as he sets the mark Tuesday night in his 48th start of the season at home against the Capitals Boston just breaking records and doing more and more each and every week we never stop talking about him let's shoot over to our New England correspondent Alex Ventura Ace what do you think dude that 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 40 wins in 48 games is actually absurd. What was the next closest to 40? 52, I believe. There might have been a 50. That's, 
That's that's absurd. even impressive. Oh my like, god, that's crazy. Yeah, you should see the, some of the names on the list. I looked at it. If you go to the NHL Instagram, I can. I think it has it. It's like the the top five of all time. But um, yeah, like you said, another career like more stats being broken week in and week out. And now the regular season wrapping up, and they're getting the accolades they deserve. They got the sixty three wins for the history book. They got the hundred thirty three points for the record book. And I, like I said, I mean, obviously the record regular season doesn't even matter once you get to the playoffs. But let's let's bask in this while we can. One more game to go. I mean, they're going to throw out the Providence Bruins for this last one. But um, pull up that clip from before the season started when Mackie said, when I was saying this is the best Bruins team of my lifetime, Mackie's like, no way. You think so? I'm like, yeah, it is. And they were my, my Stanley Cup pick. I was saying they were the best team of all time. And now they have the best record of all time. So obviously playoffs, whole different beast. Any team can win. But regular season shows you that is the best Bruins team of all time. Best regular season team of all time. Um, so excited for these playoffs, but whole different beast. Uh, excited to see who we get as uh, we know it comes down to tonight, really. Yeah, I get it. I, I've admitted that I was wrong about that. I don't know why you got to keep go at, going at me for it. No, because now it's official that they're the, the best team of all time, you know? Yeah, well, regular season. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, say, uh, no, Stanley Cup. I was going to say, matters. hang the banner, ask the Golden State Warriors what that's like. No, no, but it's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool record to break. I mean, NHL and old league, that's a tough thing to do. 63 wins, 133 points. Uh, Got to give credit where credit's due. Would you rather be an eight seed that sneaks into the playoffs and wins the cup or get that record and lose in the first round? I want the cup no matter what. You're kidding me? Ask the LA Kings. They did it twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to get the cup. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I'll give you your props. I wanna, I, like I've said that. I want to see the gross. Panthers. I want to see Panthers Bruins first round. I think it's going to be. What, what if the Isles lose and then the Pens just go on to lose? It's just like heartbreak and both teams going cold to the playoffs. Whatever <laughs> we get. That's best Dude, case. If the Isles lose in regulation and the Pens hey. don't win next game. Hey, if the Penguins yeah, don't I'll make just... the playoffs and the Bruins don't win the cup, we both didn't win the cup. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's I think I sent you guys that thing in the on Instagram the other day. It said cup or die, Boston, cup or bust, a few other teams. I was like, yeah, they're not wrong. Mackie, I saw you see where your team stood in that ranking, huh? What did it say? I think it was pretenders. Yeah. I think uh, even Ryan Whitney and Biz are uh, on the Rangers train nowadays, so I don't really know how much of pretenders that team is, but I'd say be... we're pretty much cup or bust this year, too. No, you're so young. That core is so young. They're not that peak yet, I don't think. I think they're two years away. Uh, I, that That's insane to say. Yeah, and I, I've seen so much stuff about people saying, like, uh, there's really only one goalie with the pedigree of this playoffs is uh, Vasilevsky, but you'll see the Rangers fans are like, Shesterkin's right there. But it's like, hey, he did it once. Let's see if he can do it again. No, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it. You know, we have nothing to, to uh, show for it. I mean, he has one playoff run. I know we're going to get to this in a bit Never when know. we go over the Eastern Conference, but uh, you're shaking in your boots a bit to see those Hurricanes round one if uh, they don't end up being oh the Panthers. Oh, my God, I... I'm praying to see the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are not a good hockey team right now. Sveshikov going down, huge loss for them. They they really can't seem to uh to figure it out ever since he's been down. You know they're losing games left and right to pretty bad teams too. I think they're uh they're kind of all over the place right now. I'd love to see them slip to that two spot. Yeah, I agree with all those injuries. They're such a different team than they were uh, coming into the season, and really when they had their peak going. But I I still feel like I'd take those New Jersey Devils in the first round. Just that home ice. Um, in Carolina is something to play for. Better goaltending, better coaching. Um, 
and a lot of guys with championship pedigree on that roster. Uh, I, I, I still think battered, injured, they're tougher out than the New Jersey Devils. No, I'm scared of the Devils, not going to lie. Devils beat up on us. I know it's a different beast in playoffs. We all know Devils have zero experience there, and they're not really a rough team, which is uh, it's definitely more of a rough game in the playoffs. you got to be gritty and um, dig deep. But uh, It's nicer to go to... Kinda... It's nicer to go, like, less than an hour away to go play in the Prudential Center than it is to go down to Carolina and play in front of a bunch of jerks. It's a tough place to play in the playoffs. Rangers swarmed that arena last year. They had to stop letting... Uh, Did that go seven? That code, went seven, uh, though, right? Yeah, it went seven. We won game seven in Carolina. Yeah, so... Because it was... Uh, Carolina won every single... I think they won every single home game throughout the except for seven. playoffs. And lost every single away game throughout the playoffs, and then they just lost that last home game. Yeah, it's interesting to see how they're going to do in the playoffs come time with uh, all those injuries, like you said. So, a lot to look forward to. I know Jesse's got a lot more uh, interesting NHL for us. Yeah, you guys uh, talked about the Devils there. Possibly a powerhouse here coming into the playoffs. We have Luke Hughes joins his brother Jack Hughes on the New Jersey Devils as they push for the playoffs. And Luke closes out on a stellar NCAA hockey career last weekend. Luke played in the game on Tuesday. He came away with two blocks, one takeaway. And the Devils uh, said they're excited to have him on the ice for the playoffs. So to see more of that brother duo will be very interesting, I think. Any comment? I, I, Mackie, I, I'm, I'll be the one to say it. I'm not scared of the Devils. If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm not, I'm not scared of this Devils team. I think, I think you guys take them in six games, maybe five. I'm not kidding. I think the, I think the experience is really going to show for this really young Rangers team or Devils team. I think you guys are going to have your way with them. I don't mean to be like the guy that's like putting all the confidence in there, but I really think, I really don't see a situation where the Devils win this series. Huff, who would you rather see if you're Mackie? Would you rather see the, the Hurricanes or the Devils in the first round? Devils. Devils. Totally, totally. I know they're agree. good. They're, they're, that's the thing is they're good with the hurricane. I don't think there's a bad matchup. I like this Rangers team to come out of the first round. I don't think I. I think we. Uh, I think we're the best team in the Metro in the playoffs for by far. I don't really think there's any team that I'm scared of to get to the third round. Whether we play Devils first round, Carolina second, or Devils second round, Carolina first, or whatever it is, we have to play wild card team in the second round. Um, until we see the Bruins, I really don't think we're running into a wall. And I think if we do see the Bruins, we can even maybe cause some damage. I don't know. But if they're that deep in a playoff run, I think it'll be tough. I'm kind of hoping you guys get beat um, prior. Yeah, I mean, you want to know an interesting series to look at. Uh, we talk a lot about the Bruins and Rangers matchups. This this one that's been locked in the most uh, all year, that Tampa Bay-Toronto series, I honestly think that the Leafs get over the hump this year. And that graphic, I keep referring to it, their their uh, prop wasn't cup or bust or anything like that. It was second round or bust, which I think is very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they get over the hump this year. I mean, that Lightning team has been there year in and year out. But this is finally a year where they're not as deep as they were. They've lost some pieces. Obviously, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Hedman, Point, uh, all scare you, Stammer too. But I think... That Leafs team added a lot. Their goaltending scares me. Their defense scares me. But they can put pucks in the net. And you have no... Uh, they lost guys like Palat and the other names that are slipping my mind right now. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that one? Toronto, I, I like Toronto in this matchup, too. If you're going there, if you want to talk that series, I think that's the only one that actually has... Te- I think it's technically officially locked in. So they have do have series yeah. odds out on it. 
And so the Maple Leafs are a minus 150 favorite to win that series. And I do like that. I think that's decent value there, too. I don't think, I mean, you're starting out in Toronto. I think they win game one. Um, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough spot. I, I want to say, I don't see a situation where Tampa leads in the series, but to just throw Tampa under the bus like that, I don't know if I can do that. So, um, I think this is a seven game series for sure, but I think the fact that it's going to be in Toronto for game seven, I think that helps the Leafs out a lot. Dude, that's crazy that you said that. I mean, you're right. It's the only locked in matchup. So they have odds. I, that changes my outlook on that series big time. I don't know if I'm going to touch it. I think the Leafs come out, but the odds on the bolts being plus money to beat the Leafs in the first round. Oof. Well, the, dude, I don't think the Lightning are anything what they used to be in these past years, even from last year. Um, they just don't have any depth this year. Oh, I agree. Uh, I just the Leafs, we can, I mean, Vasilevsky's going to have to do a lot to even steal a few games from this Leafs team. I think they're a far better team. Obviously, we know what this team comes to when it comes to the playoffs. They just never seem to perform, but I just don't think the Lightning are that good this year. I think that the Leafs will definitely be able to handle them. Um, obviously, the goaltending might be able to... Samsonov looked incredible the other night, though, against the Panthers. I think he had like a 50-save, 50, 50 one-goal win in a shootout. But um, obviously, Lightning are favored in the goalie category in that series. But I don't know if Vasilevsky's going to really have to do some damage more than what he's done in the past to uh, to win this series, I think. You know what's tough is you say that Vasilevsky has to carry the load, and the thing is, like, if you went around the whole league and there was one goalie to do it, who's done it, it's literally him. And how often is Hedman and Sergachev going to be on the ice? We talk about this depth. I'm just second-guessing my pick here just because they're going to be on the ice the whole game. Kucherov, Point, Stammer, Hedman and Sergachev are going to play big minutes. I feel like they're going to try and hide that depth. I think it catches up to them and the Leafs get through, but that's got to be the toughest out in the first round is the, is the Bolts as underdogs. Who's the higher seed? Leafs. Leafs. Lightning, they're, don't even, they're not even going to reach 100 points. They fell off heavy. Still tough out. Yeah, I'm not too scared I, of yeah, the Lightning I, for sure. I actually think it can go maybe like five games, six games. The Leafs stigma, though, just scares you to take that, huh? The only thing that's, I mean, we've heard, how, how many years have we heard this is the, the this is the year the Leafs are going to do it? This oh, year yeah. the Leafs are going to do it. But and they've like, run into a good team. I don't think the Lightning are good this year. They've seen them a lot, though. I'm saying, but it's also like, this is also the year that everyone is kind of saying that Toronto's going to get the job done and get out of the first round. And it would be so perfect if they didn't. Because then I feel like Matthews just has to leave Toronto. It's like the same situation with McDavid and Edmonton. You just got to get the fuck out of there at that point, right? Yeah, McDavid wins some playoff series, though. Feed me a game seven and the Leafs blow a lead and, o- and then lose an overtime to the Lightning just so we can see those fans out in Toronto. Uh, uh, they'd be home, but still. If the just... series goes seven, there's no way that Toronto wins that game. No. There's just no zero way. chance. No shot. But I don't think it gets there. I think I think it could actually be done in five. I'm just waiting to see those fans losing it on live TV, but I- I'll take it in the second round against the Bruins. That'd be awesome. It'd, it'd be like Vancouver in, what, 2011 when they burned the city down? couple more points here in the NHL. Eric Carlson became the first European-born defenseman to reach a 100-point threshold in a season. Six defensemen all-time to do so. So yet another very impressive feat there. The NHL playoffs are almost set. They're starting here April 17th, early next week. So lots to look forward to there. As we've been saying, you know, you guys have been saying the Devils may or may not be a powerhouse. Uh, 
young team, things like that. But the Eastern Conference wildcard race has lived up to the hype as we've been talking about the past few weeks. Panthers, the Panthers clinched a playoff berth as they currently sit in the wildcard one spot with 92 points. The New York Islanders currently sit in the number two spot with 91 points. And the Penguins sit just outside looking in with 90 points after losing on Tuesday night to the Chicago Blackhawks. All teams have one game remaining. So the Pens are looking for, I believe, the Islanders to lose in regulation tonight and things of that nature. So what do we think is going to happen in this wildcard race? Don't you wish that, like, the Isles at least had to earn it? I mean, they get, they get dealt Montreal for their last game of the season. It's so uh, fucking annoying, dude. That's like, what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, that like, was my question, Hop, before you get into the wild card with your pens. I was just say, if this was, like, two months ago, and it's just, like, another game in the middle of the season, how much are you putting Isles minus money yeah, on minus like, one and a half on the card? I saw, <laughs> I saw the minus one, and I was like, Hop is not playing Isles uh, tonight. Uh, I can't. I can't. But, I Mac, can't, you dude, see Montable not. there. Like, that's free money sitting right in front of you. Dude, I don't know. Canes can play spoiler tonight. They, you know they want to. They, you know they know what's going on. This is the Canadian. It's like the Stanley Cup for these kinds of teams. Like they love. Ba- Imagine being able to bounce a team from the playoffs. That'd be so much fun. If you're not in, like that's the only. Yeah. That's the best ne- next best thing you can do. Because oh, you're like, case, we are the reason. Worst case, then though, you know who else gets to play that is card. It, is if the Isles yeah. just go and lose in overtime. The, that's the worst Blue case Jackets. Hmm. There's nothing. There's no. There's no worse scenario than if they lose in overtime. Yep. That's just like tie it late. Oh, yeah. Tie it late. Suck. That'll like suck. Canadi- Canadians are up two one late. Stupid power play, like a dumb high stick or something. Maybe a four minute, just because Vegas wants them in. And then you know they tie it, lose in overtime, get the fucking loser point. Oh, that would kill me. Who's what scoring? What if it's like tied late? Just in mm-hmm. and Montreal pulls the goalie because they know the stakes. And they, they oh. like, fuck it, we're try- we're we're here for one reason. Play just, spoiler. Just Justin Huff, you guys have never I'd like been it. Bigger, never been bigger Montreal fans in your career. That Who's actually putting a puck past Sorokin tonight. Everybody is in Pittsburgh will be watching this game. But who's gonna score I, on Sorokin? Cole. Cole I don't disagree. Yeah, that's it. Cool. No, it's, yeah. Josh I Anderson. He's pretty good. One. Josh Anderson. Yeah, Josh and I like Josh Anderson. He, I, I there was leave a rumor he was going to be traded to the Penguins a couple times. I wanted him, but we'll leave that. Now I'm need, gonna need a couple goals. I'm gonna need a big game. Like <laughs> you said, it's not oh. the the odds are stacked against them. The Islanders, I think, are a minus four hundred money line. The Penguins were a bigger money line last night. Keep that in mind. Um, Montebal though, like you thought watching Jerry was bad this year. That guy stinks. Actually, wait, <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say, I, I said this. So say, I, I said the worst case scenario would be the Islanders losing overtime. No, worst case scenario would be Islanders lose like five, nothing tonight. And then the Penguins then go to Detroit and lose three, nothing. Like it's not even a game. No, it's Columbus. Or, or the Peng- no, the Islanders lose tonight or win tonight or lose tonight in regulation. Then the Pens go to overtime and lose in an overtime or a shootout to end their season. Yeah, like, like the a Flames. shootout. We end the season on a shootout like the Flames. Yeah, that's awful. Is that game Thursday or yeah, Friday? You know, the Pens in Columbus. Thursday. It's tomorrow. Is it Columbus? Is that- yeah, it's home? Columbus. It's Columbus. Yeah, you get the worst team in the league. You you literally played the two worst teams in the league to clinch it, and <laughs> you you couldn't do it, and you couldn't get it done. 
Malkin is kicking himself for not coming to New York. Mackie, I'm telling you, Isles lose tonight, <laughs> and then the Pens lose Thursday, and they go in ice cold against the Bruins, no confidence. Like, give me that. I think the only team that has a chance of putting up a fight in that first round against you guys is that uh, team uh, down in Florida. Speaking of Ace, that wild you, card you, race, that's so weird. Ace, like, you keep saying uh, you don't want to see Florida. Florida. Every time the Penguins, every time the Penguins have played the, played the Bruins this year, it's been a one goal game, every single game. But we've won every game. We've lost to the Penguins. You I guys have, you. but you guys have won every game, almost every game against every team. No, we lost to the Panthers though, like once or twice. That's. I did see that somebody said Panthers are. I think it was their announcer though. Um, Bruins are or Panthers. Penguins are a team that the Bruins don't want to see in the first round, and I kind of just sat to my sat and thought to myself, like, I don't think that's true at all. But um, I think the Penguins needed to get that that first wild card to have a chance of getting past the first round. People don't look at how crazy the points are, though. Like, literally, that Panthers Canes game on Thursday night is so important because the Canes need those points to ensure that they get that one seed in the Metro. But at the same time. The Panthers need those points to ensure they don't play the Bruins in the first round. Um, so if the, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios in the who wins, who doesn't. Panthers, Devils, Hurricanes, Isles, and Penguins all have huge games these next two days, and a lot can change for all of them. Total, total. Hold on. Total side note. I'm watching the IVS panel in the background right now. Michael Wilbon is talking. I have it on mute, and the the headline is: "Is this the last dance for the current Bulls roster?" W- what does that even mean? An injured did Lonzo Ball, Demar Derozan, and Zach Levine. When did they ever dance? Yeah, they, they have they ever danced? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, but go ahead, Mackie. What were you gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, are you sure it's regulation wins and it's not just regulation slash overtime wins? I know yeah, because you, the, I've, I know you don't have a tiebreaker. I've heard multiple people say we don't have any of the tiebreakers. Because the row is like an actual stat, and that's regulation slash overtime, and you guys have only have 39 of those, so it's you're still losing the tiebreaker. But I was just curious to, see, to know if it was like actually regulation or if it was ROW, whatever. Yeah, I just – I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I, I, I tried to look it up. I think it th- I think I did see regulation wins, but I've just heard that on multiple different sports like shows that it comes down to regulation wins. Oh, I've had that game go last night. It was one nothing. Then I saw you sent the gif of Malkin to make it one one, and then it just slipped through. He scored finger. a he scored yeah he scored a huge goal to tie it in the second, and uh, right at a couple minutes later, uh, Chicago made it two one. And I was telling Mackie the first goal was like I mean you're a hockey player defenseman shoots it from the point. Hits the defenseman's stick in front, hits the post, and goes in. Like, Jari didn't even know where the fucking puck was. So it's one nothing Blackhawks. Penguins get a power play. They don't score. Penguins get another power play. Go, go rip right back on the power play. It was literally like the refs wanted us to be back in the game. I'll admit that. We score on the power play. Malkin scores. Then a couple minutes later, I forget who it was, scores, make it 2-1. Then, like, two minutes later, Andreas Athanasiu is just skating all over the place. Looks like Connor McDavid fucking scores, make it 3-1. Yeah, literally. Makes it 3-1. I'm like, this game's over. I I thought there was a chance we could have scored. I thought thought the refs were on our side so much that at 2-1, we were going to get another power play late, and that was going to be our chance was that power play. But once they made it 3-1, I'm like, you're not scoring two. Mrazek was standing on his head most of the game, too. He played a fucking great game. He was always supposed to be good. I met him once in the HL All-Star game, but he has the ability, but he, he's always hurt. 
That's crazy. He was, though. He was all right in Detroit. He was in Detroit. I, I mean, I like the Red Wings. He was in Detroit was when they too. weren't very good. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. Good luck uh, to you. But I have the Isles on the card tonight. Yeah, Ace I, I, Chris I don't Sale think gets the odds lit are up in the first inning. Looking forward to a huge NHL playoffs coming up. We need a lot from uh, the Habs tonight to take care of the Islanders for our Penguins to have a chance. So we'll see what happens coming into that. I got one more point here in the NHL. The NHL announced that their global series will move to Australia for the first time in the league's history as they plan to play in Melbourne on September 23rd and 24th. The Kings and the Yotes playing two preseason games there. What do you guys think about that? That's pretty interesting going out to Australia. I think they did, like, what, London and junk last year? Germany, maybe. A couple different things. Switzerland, maybe. I can't remember. Is it a preseason game? Yes. Yeah, I mean. Cool. It's cool. Trying to expand the game. Yeah, it's cool. That's all. All right, let's shift our focus over to the NBA. Lots to look forward to as the NBA playoffs start this weekend, April 15th. But we have the play-in tournament that started already on Tuesday night. The first game being the Hawks in the Heat, and the Hawks winning that matchup 116 to 105. And the second matchup also on Tuesday was the Timberwolves and the Lakers, and the Lakers taking down the Timberwolves 108 to 102. For the first time ever, all four California teams, the Kings, Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors, are officially in the postseason, as well as for the first time ever, all three teams from Texas, the Mavericks, the Rockets, and the Spurs, did not make the playoffs. All right, in the first series we have is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets starting Saturday at 1 p.m. The odds pretty heavy in the 76ers' favor. They're set to win the series, or their odds to win the series are minus 900 with the Nets coming in at plus 600. What do you guys think about this first series starting on Saturday? The Nets are here for one reason, and it's because of the two players that they shipped off halfway through the season. Um, I think it should be pretty easy for the Sixers. Joel Embiid's playing the best basketball of his career. He's pretty much locked in that MVP. Uh, I don't see him going out in the first round, especially not this year. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a big prop night or prop tournament or series for Joel Embiid. He's going to have his way um, the whole time. They might sweep him. I think the Celtics swept them last year, even with some of those big names. But uh, I think the Sixers get the job done easily. Uh, crazy price there. But yeah, I, I like the Sixers team a lot. Yeah, I'm right there too. I think the Sixers get the job done. The series spread is two and a half, and uh, it's a minus one sixty two. So they're definitely thinking they get that job done in five or less games. So um, I do, I do like the Sixers here. Like you said, Embiid wrapping up an MVP season, and uh, I think they're they got their eyes set really just on getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and worry about whoever they get there. And then obviously you got your eyes set on the finals, but. Um, the East is so tough. They're they're gonna have a tough matchup, but I like you said, I think they could possibly sweep this Nets team. I like the minus two and a half. I don't think the series goes six games. No, I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, you can too. see four nothing or four one. Four one maybe just just because you got you got to give them one just in case. But but like not even though, like not even though, like I I you don't have the to, odds yeah. of a sweep. I'd like to look at the odds of a sweep because unless Joel Embiid tweaks his back or gets injured or sits a game for load management in the playoffs against a bad team. <laughs> Sixers, Sixers 4-0 correct series score on FanDuel plus 270. That's a that's a good play right there. And then what do you have them for, one half? 
Four one Sixers is plus one seventy five. So you could play both and even make Wait, money there. Win money. Sixers four to one is plus one seventy five. Yeah. But the series price is minus two and a half at minus one sixty. One sixty two and the sweep else, is plus two seventy. How so else you, would they cover two and a half without winning the series four to one? They don't. They they would sweep. It's the same exact bet. That's one. That one's plus one sixty. That was minus one sixty. Well, you're that one. You're betting that the Nets ha- they have to win a game. Yeah, but you could just do oh, like I right, said. And you're right, you're right. If you put if you put up if you put it this way, just put it in the normal terms. If you put a hundred dollars on both four zero and four one, you get two seventy five or one seventy five. Worst case, you're making seventy five. Best case, you're making one seventy five. And then it goes six games. Worst case, you make zero. Two units. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it goes. I was gonna say until the <laughs> Mikael Bridges carries them for two games. No, but I'm just saying. I I honestly think it's a sweep. But if you just want to, no, I agree. I like that. I like that. I like that idea. That's a good plot. That I, that's definitely worth it, in my opinion. I think it'll definitely hit, but I just would never do that just because of my luck. They, it would go. McCall Bridges would have forty-five points in Game Five and send a game. Or B six. gets hurt in Game One. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yeah. Too that's many. Too many un- uncontrollable factors that uh, I wouldn't be. But I wouldn't double plus like two seventy on the sweep. I like that. It's very interesting. Betting smart here, boys. The next series we have Saturday, three thirty p.m. Boston Celtics in the Atlanta Hawks. Celtics, the heavy favorite here at minus 1,000. The Hawks sitting at plus 650 to win the series. Ace, what do you think? How are your Celtics going to fare here? I think this is uh, just another box they're going to check very easily. Um, They outmatch them everywhere along the board. Uh, This Hawks team almost blew a big lead to a bad Heat team that can't really score any points Um, in the playing tournament. I think they're just happy to get past that first round. Uh, or get into the first round, I should say. Um, I like the Celtics to sweeper win in five here as well. I just think I think we're sitting. We're looking at the same exact situation. You might see Trey Young go off and steal a game, but um, I don't see this game. This series going more than five games either. Top three teams in the East are just kind of locked in. I think. I think this is another, like he said, this is the exact same situation. And I just looked at the two bets that we were talking about for the last series for this one. And the series spread is Celtics minus 140. So it's technically less. And also the the series correct odds are the exact same at plus 270 and um, plus 175, I think was the other one I said, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense because I think this Hawks team is definitely more capable of winning games than this Brooklyn Nets team. But um, uh, yeah, I just I don't see it happening. Let's jump over to another series here on Saturday, six p.m. The Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. A little closer in odds here. The Cavaliers are the favorite at minus two hundred to win the series. The Knicks are plus one sixty-five on their side. Mackey. Your New York Knicks. Yeah, getting into this series, definitely the best series coming into the East. Um, obviously, 4-5 should be the best series, but um, obviously the 4-5 um, is supposed to be the best series, but in the East this year, it's definitely not even close. Um, what did you say series price was? I think the Cavs are minus 200 or 150. Minus 200, Knicks plus 165. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Knicks value here. I think it I think it should more be more 
maybe minus 140 plus 120, maybe something around there. Um, I don't know. I, I think I like this Knicks team. Jalen Brunson, if he's if he's fully healthy, I know he's had some some uh, injury problems, but I like him. Um, Julius Randle needs to get back fully healthy. I think this team can definitely make an upset in this first round. Um, I, I like the Knicks to win the series, but they got to be fully healthy. Jalen Brunson's got to be uh, 100%, and uh, this team just has to play their basketball. Obviously, Cavs have Donovan Mitchell. They have all that um, height with uh, Jared Allen, too. So, um, tough team to beat, tough team um, to go to go to for four games, and um, it'll be tough. Yeah, but I like the series. I like the, I like, uh, I like the Knicks to come out on top. Yeah, Mackie, that, that Knicks team, that's a tough matchup in the first round. I do agree that it, they get the job done. Um, I honestly, no, nah, cut this take. I don't, I don't have a good enough take for this. Cut that. I do think Manuel Cook is going to be a huge X factor in this series. And that is what he does. If he, obviously, he's uh, coming off the bench because you have Jalen Brunson starting, but he's a huge factor in this series of what, uh, what he can contribute off the bench. Just so much unknown with these two teams and the youth of the roster going into the playoffs for me. Part of me, Mackie, I hate to say it, but part of me thinks this is the this series is going to show you why the Knicks should have signed Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> no, I I can definitely see why uh, you would take the Cavs in this series. I'm definitely a little biased because I everyone in New York wants to see this Knicks team win so bad. And I think it would be electric, but um, I can 100% see this going south for them very quickly. And it's going to be, you know, that's going to be the headline if he has a crazy series and you guys lose a series is should the Knicks have pursued Donovan Mitchell? And like, I don't remember exactly how that went down or what, how he ended sure up in he Cleveland, offered. but I know what, or was it, was, did he get there through the trade with, uh, is that how Colin Sexton got to Utah? Yeah, it's exactly how. Okay. So it was traded, but. But here's the thing. I don't know. It's you tough. take Donovan Mitchell off that Cavs team and put him on the Knicks. The Knicks are probably a top three team in the East. I know obviously the top three teams are really good, but they're right there with the top three teams in the East. So did Donovan Mitchell make the right decision, even if they win this series? I don't think so. But yeah, it's good. It's a good point. Yeah. Headlines are going to be talking about Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. I kind of lean Cleveland here. Sorry, I hate to say it. No, you're sorry. Right. I don't like the. I think. I think. It, I think it could go seven games. So I think it could go seven. But I. I like. I like Cleveland to get the job done. The New York memes are going to be back though. All the people outside yeah. of Madison Square Garden. Yeah. <laughs> With that, we got one more series here starting on Saturday, eight thirty p.m. The Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Battle of California. The Golden State Warriors are the favorite here at minus 285. Sacramento Kings are at plus 230 to win the series. What are you guys thinking about this one? Again, Battle of California. The Warriors are the first six seed since 1990 to be favored over a three seed. Um, that's, that's crazy. We called that too. Yeah, but like think about it. It should probably it makes sense. Like why would the Kings be favored here against all that Right. Like we're so big we're so big on experience in the playoffs. Um I think that this is more this is it comes into play here more than ever uh ever, I think, that we've seen. This Kings team is obviously brand new. Not many of them have made it to the playoffs, obviously Sabonis. I think Sabonis has made it one or two times, but um this Kings team is good, but they they're very inexperienced. You're going against probably the most experienced team in the NBA. 
I really like the the Warriors in this series. I, it's going to be tough to steal one on the road, you know how bad they are on the road this year. But they're not going to drop one at home, and I think that they could figure one out on the road. Sacramento is maybe an hour and a half from from uh, Oakland, so it's not like they're going too far. I think they'll be able to figure it out and get, get uh, win this series. I I agree, but looking we've been looking at the series spread continued with through all these series, and it's Sacramento plus one and a half, plus one forty. I Game like six that. is in Golden State. I don't know, dude. I I think it's That's, a close series. I think it goes. I don't. I think too many people are writing off this Kings team. This Kings team is very good. I think if, like you said, they're not. They're I not think, tested. I think if the Warriors are home, it might go seven, just because I think would, every home team would win. Would win every game, but I think that yeah, they're they're gonna. This team is not gonna get swept going to going to the Kings. I I think they're gonna steal one on the road, um, lose game five. They'll, they'll win both at home, lose game five, and then they'll win game six, win the series four to two. That's just my prediction. But I do think if it goes seven games, Kings will win the series. So if you think that plus one and a half is a good play, I think that you should just go with the series. You play. just take the series. See, I don't think they win That'll be the, the story of their, se- of their season. Just can't win on the road all season. You get to game seven in the first round. Can't win on the road. Um, but I, I don't think That's what scares me with it. them is they can't win on the road. We're going to see. It's set up for. The only problem is, is that it's LeBron now against them. But I thought it was set up for Warriors Grizzlies in the second round. And that's who it would be if, the, if they both win. That's what I want to see. I want to see that rivalry come about. I do think the Warriors get the job done. The the Kings are no slouches, like Huff said. Um, both teams will be fully healthy with their top guys going at it. Um, I could see a six-game series here for the Warriors, but the experience coming through in the clutch and Wiggins-Thompson hitting those big shots while Curry does his thing. And you know Draymond Green will show up and have some big plays as well. I like Steve Kerr and the boys to get it done. Um, I like watching the Warriors play, and I can't wait to see them play John in the second round. Won't be easy, but I think they, they take this one. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if the Kings take game one. At home? Yeah. Yeah, though, they probably will win game one. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys are talking like it's going to be a five-game five, five game series. You say, like, maybe six. No, I, I just six. said I think it's going to be six. All right. I th- dude, the Kings are good. Don't don't get me wrong about that. I like the Kings. I just think again, we talk about all this experience. I know it's different than NHL, but um, you go you're going against the most experienced team in the league against players that have never even seen the the light of day in the playoffs. See, I I don't know if that's just because I'm a hockey player, but I do think it's so different in the NBA and the NHL come playoffs. Like the the game, I don't think it changes that much as it does in the NHL. Because the NHL turns into a completely different game. It's a skill game in the regular season. It's just a hard, gritty, fought game in the playoffs. I I agree, but I I don't know. I think it's still like I, yeah. Like I I think your That's regular Warriors... season game translates. Whereas in the NHL, think... like we sit there all season, we're like the Devils are pretenders. The Devils are pretenders. This game doesn't translate to the playoffs. Like this Kings team compares to exactly what that Devils team is doing. Just like success out of nowhere. Haven't had the great recent success. And I don't know. A lot of people are picking this Devils team to go further, and people say the NHL playoffs are harder. But I, I think, uh, like the whole, only reason the Warriors beat the Celtics last year in the NBA Finals is because of experience. I agree with you, Mackie. 
So I mean, like that's where that's my logic behind it. Does it does come into play? The Celtics made a lot of yeah. I get, on the bigger on the big stage, year. I'm saying in the first round. I don't think the first round. That's like these playing games. Like it I don't is think the, the big stage for like, a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 1991. Yeah, I know what you mean. And they match up pretty well together when you think about it. Darren Fox is their leading offensive threat, right? Steph Curry is the same thing, but better. I think Draymond on Sabonis like, is going to be big. I think Draymond, that's who they need on Sabonis. Think about He's going to get David a little, too. obviously. The oh, size, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, we finished nice and high in the Western Conference. They're like, oh, good. We have to play the Golden State Warriors in the first round. The best shooters of all time. Healthy. Wiggins back. Draymond Green. Finally get in. Nobody's rooting for you. Probably a lot of Warriors fans in that stadium. I know those ticket prices are high, but I don't know. Give me the Warriors here. We will see what happens in that series. The Battle of California there starting Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Got a couple series review here for Sunday. The first one starting at 3 p.m. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Grizzlies are the favorite here at minus 140. Lakers right behind them, plus 120 to win the series. A lot closer odds than uh, most of the other ones that we've talked about here. What do you guys think? Think the Lakers can pull off the that plus 120? Yeah, I don't I don't know if the Lakers have the value here. I think as a two seed, the way the Grizzlies have played this year, I think um, if you're going to bet on the series, you're going to take them at minus 140. But that being said, um, I, this isn't even a hot take at all. I think everyone knows this. I think it just comes down to how Anthony Davis comes out and plays plays in this series. Um, easily, in my opinion, could be a top five player in the world at any time. I'm not saying that he is right now, but I think at any time he can come out and be a top five player in the world. And obviously when you have LeBron James on that squad as well. Um, I mean, this team is, I think they have the best record in the league since the All-Star break. They were like 17-7 and seven or something like that. Um, this team flipped a switch. They made a, they made a lot of moves. I think the Lakers can definitely win this series, but I wouldn't take the value. There's no value at plus 120 coming in as a seven seed. Um, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a really good series, though. I think it can go either way. Um, I I don't know. I don't really have a pick on this. I'm not going to lie. I think it's definitely going to I think this games. one, I think this series is definitely going seven, but I do think the Grizzlies squeak it out. I would take them on that minus 140 money line, um, especially starting the series at home. I think it's going to get worse. Tough place to play in Memphis. Um I know that you have LeBron and AD. They're going to keep it close. They're going to do all they can. But I still don't think they have the best help around them. Um, I think Schroeder's going to give them points off the bench and some buckets. But I still think the Grizzlies have a better bench. Um, those Grizzlies really want to get to that next round and host the Warriors. Do you uh, do you think Steven Adams being out is going to be a big factor? I, I mean, um, yeah, I definitely think that's going to, be, low. going to be important. If they had him, it would definitely, uh, I think it could be less than seven. But with that, I still think they get it done. Um, the Lakers being old, that they already had to play in the playing game, right? And if this is a grinded out series, I like the legs. Job ja Morant having the time off. Um, I like the younger legs in, in Memphis. Better shooters on the outside. Uh, I think that they can put up enough points each, each game. It's going to go seven. The Lakers are going to get theirs in LA, I think. But give me the Grizzlies. Huff, uh, I'm guessing you're on the Lakers. I do have a Lakers futures ticket. Sitting just at great odds from a week or two ago, but I think the Grizzlies take them out here. I I think uh, I I like the Lakers to win this series, and that I'm obviously a LeBron guy, I'm a Laker guy, but I like the Lakers to win this series. I I think they definitely split in Memphis to start. I think they come back to L.A. I like the Lakers in that spot to either split or 
I hope they can go to 2-0 at home and take a 3-1 series lead back to Memphis. Um, but thing is, is the Grizzlies haven't been great on the road. Like you said, Mackie, they're without Steven Adams and uh, going to have to keep John Moran out of all the nightclubs in LA while they're on the road or the Grizzlies aren't going to be playing too well in games, games three, four, and six. So um, not a good place for John Morant to go in the first. Yeah, Wait, Hoff, do you mean keep LeBron? Do you mean keep John Morant out of the clubs or keep John Morant's gun out of the clubs? Both. Keep that uh, they, strap well, in LeBron, his pants. LeBron wants him in the club. LeBron's getting John Morant table service, front row, all the strippers, fifty grand on the floor. Go ahead, Jaw. Have the night of your life in L.A. I'll take the first round dub. You go home. I'll go play Steph in the Warriors in the second round. John he's Moran. like, yeah, Jai, you're a superstar now. I do this for all the superstars coming in. <laughs> Give them a bunch yeah, of strippers like, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, Bron. John Morant's going to be the series MVP. Mark my words. I think he's going to go off this uh, playoff run. Well, if they game. win, I I think that's... that's uh, I'll tell you who it's not going to be. Dylan Brooks, the most overrated dude in the NBA. The only reason he's in the freaking news so much is because Clay keeps giving him all the f- news that he wants. I'll tell you what, it's keeping him relevant, so... Kudos to him, but yeah, I, I think that's why nobody is in this world is rooting for the Grizzlies in this series. I think Desmond Such Bain a hateable is a big guy. series. He's so ugly, dude. He's so ugly. That, uh, I don't like him. Anything about him. I don't like his game. Nothing. Keeps talking to like all these really good players on the Warriors. Like, dude, do you know who Draymond Green is? Like, Huff, you're, you're buying into it, though. You're buying into it. That's exactly what he wants. You're worried about Dylan Brooks. Meanwhile, John Morant's posterizing your best player. Doesn't matter what we're worried about. We're not playing the game. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what. But that's no, but that's what he does on the court, though. He's he's taking Clay Thompson out of the game. You know. No, I. Uh, I Clay see, Thompson banging that three and right in his face while he's on the ground. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I, I get think, what he's doing. I'm worried. I get what he's doing, but I like the Lakers in this spot. But I like I kind of agree with Mackie. I don't see the value at the plus one twenty like they're a seven seed. But you're a seven seed. If I like them to win the series, I, I like them to win the series. Take them plus one and a half. I know it's probably like minus one fifty, but I don't Mark see them going. Take Grizzlies minus one and a half. All right, let's move forward to this last matchup here on Sunday at 8 p.m. The Phoenix Suns in the Los Angeles Clippers. The Suns, the favorite here, minus 525 to win the series, and the Clippers are plus 390 on the opposite end. What do you guys think about this one? Any, uh, any light? Pretty sure no Paul George, right? Uh, from my understanding, yes. Let me look at that. Um, right but I think this is a tough out. Like all these teams that are getting these top seeds are. Playing some valid teams, Kawhi Leonard. I know that we've hated on Russell Westbrook enough, but he's a he's a bucket. He gets his. It's, if you don't bring your A game, I mean, a team that was just put together has injury problems. But I mean, it's the Phoenix Suns. I think they get by, but I do think the Clippers take a few. I would love to see the Suns go down. I I don't like the Suns at all. I don't like Chris Paul. I, I like Kevin Durant, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him lose right now. Um, with that being said, you can never really count out the Clippers when Kawhi Leonard is on the court. So I think, I I think it'll go 
I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Suns. I think they're going to run into their problems. I think Kawhi Leonard steals at least one game, probably two. Um, I think it could go seven games, but I don't really see a scenario where the Suns lose this series. They just have way too much star power. What are they? They've have they lost yet with KD? I don't think so. Um, so it's proved that it's it's working. Everything's working with KD on that in that system on that team. Um, I think the Suns are definitely the favorites to come out of the West and. I think they, they definitely run into their problems in the series, but I think they come out on top. Um, just too much star power, especially with Paul George. Yeah, I think if you if Paul George is, is playing in the series, completely different conversation, but you know, he he contributes just way too much for this team to overcome right now, I think. Yeah, I I think I do think that the Suns are heavy favorites. Kevin Durant on the court is tough. But if I looked at any value in the first round, this would be a value play of mine just because of the names that the Clippers have. They have some depth, they can beat good teams. They play good defense. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but that's that's a seed with a good a good value there. Um, Def, definitely agree. I mean, you have Kawhi Leonard at what are you plus three fifty in a yeah, series? Um, he can definitely steal. And we saw Lucas steal one against him last year, so we could see him do it this year against that uh, powerhouse Suns team. I'd love to see it. Alrighty, well, with that, why don't we run through who we, who you guys think is going to win the NBA Finals this year? We got the Bucks leading at plus two sixty five, the Celtics behind them at plus three ten, Suns at plus four twenty five, the Seventy Sixers at plus nine fifty, the Warriors at plus nine fifty, the Nuggets at plus eleven hundred, and the Lakers at plus sixteen hundred. Obviously, we have the Grizzlies, the Cavs, the Clippers, Kings, Knicks beyond that. But what do you guys think? Who do you think is going to come out on top this year? I definitely, I, I, it sounds homer, but I do think this is the year that the Celtics get it done. Um, they were there last year. They're only better than they were before. Um, but I do think the winner comes out of the East. If you're not going to play those Celtics and you want to say it's homer, I do think the Sixers have it. I know that the Bucks, a lot of people like them, and everybody's caught up with the West, but look at the value on the, on those Philadelphia 76ers. A great team. I, I would like to see an Eastern Conference Finals between them and the Celtics. Um, I think whoever comes out of the East actually takes it this year. A lot of stuff going on out West, but uh, three solid teams, Bucks, Celtics, Lakers, or Bucks, Celtics, Sixers um, in the East that I think have good value to go on and win that. I wonder if you guys, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're both going to take a Western Conference team, but. I'm still going to ride with my pick of Milwaukee. I've had them most of the season, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride them. I don't like to see them slip down to be the favorite, but. I'll take the box. I do still think that they get there. Um, but as far as coming out of the West, I, I've I've said the Nuggets. I'll probably still go with the Nuggets, maybe the Lakers. I don't really know what I'm liking out West. The West kind of keeps shaking up, but I'll go with one of those two. Maybe uh, I, I definitely I like the Bucks to win it. Yeah, I like the Bucks to get out of the Eastern Conference for sure. But um, I think I think we're gonna see a Bucks Suns a rematch of 2019. I think it was. Um, rematch of the twenty twenty nineteen finals, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see um a different outcome this time. I I think Kevin Durant's gonna be enough to get over the hump over in in Phoenix. I don't want to see it at all. I don't want to see Chris Paul get a ring. I don't want to see Devin Booker get a ring. Um, but I don't know. Kevin Durant is just so good in, in times like these. You know, he's the first player in, in NBA history to have a fifty five forty ninety season. Um. Just just did that this year. Yeah, I just saw it the other day, which is insane because we were talking about when Steph Curry did 50, 40, 90, like two years in a row. It was like absurd. Kevin Durant just 
find a way to top that. So, um, guys, guys, a sniper. I think he uh, kings himself again this year and tells everyone else that to shut up saying that he's riding the Warriors' coattails because he is the best player. He is the best scorer in the league, I think, and I think he could be the best player in the league if he was consistent enough. He's going to show it this year. Alrighty, good stuff there, boys, out of the NBA. The NBA, lots to look forward to as, again, the playoffs start this weekend on the 15th. So make sure to keep an eye out for all the plays that we have and all those different matchups across those series. Let's move over to the MLB. The first point I got here is the Tampa Bay Rays stay hot as they approved 11-0, tying their franchise record for the second longest win streak. Top pitching prospect Ty Bradley has been called up to try and make it 12 in a row against the Red Sox. What do we Which see he's definitely going to do. You think so, Ace? It's looking pretty solid. Ride it till the wheels fall off. What did I say, Mackie? I don't even know that pit, who that pitcher was. I said minus 130. I'll try for 12 and 0. Chris yeah, Sale's getting jumped in the, in the alley right now. That, that 3.2 innings pitched. Six runs. 3.2. I said he's, he's, he's going to play three innings and he'll be done. Boom. Nah, he's going 3.2 right now. He's still going. He's still in. But, he's done. um. He's done. Yeah, Randy Rosarino had a three-run bomb in the first inning. This Rays team, how many we think they can get after? I mean, we've been on them for what now? They slow down. A week. They're going to slow down. Um, it's 162 game season. It's 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 inevitable to slow down, but um, ride it till the wheels fall. 164, off. but I don't know I, how this team. But um, this Rays team coming into the season, I don't really think that they were they had too much hype coming into the season. But Jesus Christ, this team is. Overperforming out the ass. I'd love to go down to a race they really game. Really are down the trot. I've been. And there they have no fans. I know. No, I they're s- getting a lot more. Did you guys? You guys follow Jared Carabas? I remember one of you said that you do. Uh, he had. This I know tweet. who that is. I used to. Yeah, he had a tweet up the other day. He said, "Do you guys just watch? About five to ten years from now, this place is gonna be sold out because before it was an old generation of a." Fans of a bad team. And these kids have grown up only knowing good raised teams, so they're gonna be big fans. It's. It's not in Tampa though. It's in St. Pete's. Yeah, it's that's, that's the whole problem Tampa. about Tampa is that it's it's not in the area, and that's why they don't really. It's, I don't know. That's that was the whole argument about them. It's about thirty minutes. They draw too well. Yeah, I've, I've been Jared there. Kirk, Jared Kravitz was, was a hard follow. He, he's just so Boston biased. I'm so sick of listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love it. Luis Arias hit the first cycle in Marlins history on Tuesday. Versus the Phillies, he was acquired in the offseason's high-profile deal that saw Pablo Lopez go to the Minnesota Twins. Pretty uh, big feat there. First in Marlins history, first cycle. Any comment on this? My only comment on this is that I just randomly took him out of my fantasy baseball lineup yesterday before this happened. So nice. Why would you do that? Ago, he, whenever this he, happened. he gets like two or three <laughs> hits a game. Nah, because I want I like Ty France and I wanted to play Ty France and he had like point five points the day before, so I was like, all right, I'll try I'll try Ty France out there. Both Ty France and Luis Arias should be in your lineup every day, Mackie. Why they're both first? They're both both first basemen. How am I going to play both of them? Arias plays second base and outfield, and Ty France plays corner and field spots. Arias is listed as a first and second baseman, and Ty France is a first baseman. But I also have Glaber at second. Yeah, got to figure out a way to get them both in. They're both uh, batting second on their team, second or third on the given night, and they put up so many hits. 
Uh, I don't think Torres is hitting that high for the Yanks. My my team is just stacked. Yeah, maybe I should throw in Louie over Torres. Um, good idea. All right, the final point out of the MLB for us this week is Fernando Tatis Jr. is set to make his 2023 debut as he came off a suspension, uh, as he's coming off the suspension list for using performance-enhancing drugs. This will happen in about a week, uh, adding to an already prolific Padres offense. Do we think the Padres will continue their, uh, are they doing well this year, their success? Yeah, they've had a big power yeah. surge. They, they're they're not there. as good as they should be off the gate, but getting Tatis back will jumpstart that offense a bit more. Um, bringing in Bogarts has really helped. This is my World Series pick. I think the San Diego Padres are going to take it this year. Um, so much talent. I know you guys are wary of their staff, but it's, it's better than you think. A lot of le- teams around the league don't have that good of a staff, and that offense is insane, and Josh Hader closing the door for him. Um, I think they're going to be a tough out. I think they could get to the 100-win mark as well, but time will tell. It's still early on. No, I definitely I like this Padres team. I'm I'm higher on them than Mackey. I really like uh the trio they have of Soto, Machado, and uh obviously get like you said, getting Tatis back and a guy that's been on the IL that I like is Musgrove, a former pirate. I definitely root for him and want to see them have success out there. But the NL West has been kind of a shake up to start and I said you guys keep sending plays involving the Diamondbacks and they're like what, six and four? I just Eight can't predict their games. ahead of the West. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're they're leading that division right now, and the Dodgers sitting in the middle, and that division's kind of a shakeup all over the place. And I've been, I haven't really had too much success calling Diamondbacks or Rockies games so far this year. So two teams I'm kind of staying away from right now. But um, yeah, I definitely think the Padres will get things on track, especially with Tatis coming back, and I think they're going to win this division. Think about that lineup you have. So you got nine spots to hit, right? You have Soto, Tatis, Machado, Bogarts. Um, they have Ty Grisham in center field is pretty good. Uh, they have a few other names that are escaping me right now. Um, you guys got the the rest of that line. Anybody else that, in that line? Cronenworth. Yep, J- Cronenworth, util- super utility player that can hit the shit out of the ball. They used um, to have Will Myers. He's a he's a red now. Let me check right now. They, trying they to think. Had, they have Noah. Who's all right? Actually, yeah, yeah, Nola cat Nola catching. Matt, Matt Carpenter, who is only good for the Yankees. And they have Nelson else. Cruz as a DH. They have Matt Carpenter. Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter are great to have off the bench. Matt Carpenter Nelson was only Cruz. good in New York. Do not be happy with him. He was good on the he, Cardinals. He was, he was terrible before the Yankees started. got him. I think they signed him for the league minimum. No, yeah, he had like one or two bad years. But then his, his heyday was with the St. Louis Cardinals. I was going to say, he used to kill the Pirates. Yeah, but he's old now. I mean, he's a former he All-Star. But him and well, the thing is, they don't play every day at all. They literally only come off the bench. Your infield consists of Bogarts and Machado and Tatis, and you have uh, what's his name, the Asian segment, Hassan Kim. He's pretty good. But mm-hmm. uh, they, have, they don't, they don't really have the rotation. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's better than people game. think. Darvish, they have Snell, Seth Musgrove. Lugo starting pitching. Yeah, but. Th- He's, he's in the tail end of their rotation. Yeah, Michael Walker. Obviously, you have Darvish and Snell, but Snell gets fucking... Like Huff said, Musgrove coming back, too. With Walker as your fourth, yeah, that'll be not big. A bad. That'll be big. No, yeah, I like this team, but again, it's the MLB, and we could see anything happen to any team. Um, not a lot of yeah. teams take the playoffs in the MLB, so... You could see a It'll team like just slip out of the playoffs, I think. Again, you could oh, also yeah. see... Lot, win, you could also win 105 games. Yeah, my money's on them though. I've that's the one future I've played so far is for them to win the World Series. I don't, I don't mind the play. You probably get good odds on it too. Yeah, I think, I think I'm 
I can't remember. Let me check real quick. But you guys put any anybody in yet for a long shot for the MLB? I mean, let me see some odds. Look into it a little. I haven't, no. I, I know I locked one in a while ago. Let's see. I like the Texas Rangers to make some noise this year. I don't know. I got, I I got know. the Padres at plus 950 on the 27th of March. Those are pretty good odds. Win it all. Yeah. But, uh, what... Plus nine fifty. Oh, they're fucking sixth or fifth. I got the Padres at plus one thousand on Fanduel. Yeah, they're, they're one of the best. That lineup's, that lineup's got to be the best lineup in the league. Yeah, Some team I, like I, I would say team. so. Best lineup in the league. Yep. So Tatis, Ma- Soto, Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, Cronenworth, Cruz. Grisham, Kim, like that's deep. They have four. They have four, five all stars batting their lineup. And Nelson Cruz, who hits bombs. I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, I think them and the Braves. But they, meanwhile, they still have the, the LA Dodgers sitting right there in their division. So, like Mackie said, not many teams get in. So that'll be an interesting race down the stretch. I think that's going to wrap up what we have in the MLB. Like I said, season's in full swing, so we're going to have new stuff each and every week about what's going on in the MLB. So let's move over to the NFL. We've got a, some big news that the Ravens announced. OBJ has agreed to sign a one-year deal worth up to $18 million. The new deal reportedly includes $13.8 million signing bonus, a $1.16 million base salary, and $3 million in incentives. So lots to look forward to there for the Ravens, uh, but still no Lamar Jackson signing there. What do you guys think about this OBJ to the Ravens? That's all that matters is the Lamar news. I don't really have a take on this until then, Huff. I don't know what you have to say about that. Coming from a Steeler fan, I love it. Give the give the guy that hasn't played a, for a year $18 million and eat up a lot of that cap space so the Ravens don't have much else to do with it. I love it from a Steeler standpoint. I think it's way too much money for him. I think Lamar was thinking more of the lines of D Hop, not OBJ, when he said when he said go out and get me receivers. But I, I don't know. Does this, oh, he does you, don't, you don't think he was talking about Nelson Aguilar? <laughs> no, I thought you he don't was think that was a him. part of the deal. No, I, no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, what does this do for, for what does this do for Lamar? That, that's the only that's the only thing we're going to talk about with this. Um, does it's it, like, hey, does Lamar, it we got you closer? some weapons. We got you Nelson. Like we, got, we got you Nelson Aguilar, and we got you Odell Beckham Jr., who hasn't played since the Super Bowl with the Rams. If you think about it, though, those options are light years ahead of what he's had. Like literally, light years ahead. He's OBJ is it's not the thing. Inju- not a consistently Rashad good Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay. Rashad Bateman was injured for most of the year. It was Devin Duvernay and whoever the hell else they could roll out there. I mean, I'd rather, dude. I'd rather Marquise Brown than either one of these guys. Oh, You're missing yeah, the point when no, you say Ma- that, though. You keep saying well, it's better than what he's had. That's why he wants to leave Baltimore. They won't give him. No, what I agree. He needs no, I agree. Win. I agree. But it does help a team that's always in the hunt, right there. I think Odell Beckham Jr. fits the scheme of that offense perfectly, though. The yeah, way Lamar Jackson yeah. plays. If he can stay on the field, it's a lot of money to give up. I don't think those are the answers at all. I don't think it helps sway Lamar Jackson. But I do think they're good fits that they got onto this team at a late 
part of a free agency. I keep I just keep seeing all the memes and it's like Odell whenever he realizes he signed with the Ravens to play with Tyler Huntley and it's like <laughs> it's all this fun. I do I personally back on the Lamar news though, I think the Ravens are handling this. Obviously they could have done it differently, but I think they're handling it the best way. With his demands, they're kind of outlandish and nobody wants to give him that money. You give him the tag that they gave him where they can match whatever everybody else plays him, you're going to pay him his real value that way. He's going to be on the Ravens, I think, and they're just waiting to see how much they actually have to shell out to keep him. The problem with him is that he's 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 asking for something that nobody's offering. It's not even like he like he's like, hey, can you guys match this offer that somebody gave me? Like, no, you're not being offered this because you're not worth this. Or people Deshaun don't think Watson worth broke it. the market. That's all it is. He ruined the market yeah. for Lamar Jackson. He got Lamar Jackson's a much better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Even though. I mean, Watts hasn't even played in three years, right? And he does. If I that's the only I reason I deserve it. That's the only reason that he's better than Lamar, though. Yeah, agreed. If Watson right, played the whole time, he's better I mean, than Deshaun. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. But let's see how it is. Lamar's the better quarterback now. I mean, if I were him, I'd want that much money. If I just saw someone worse than me get it, so he broke the market. Thanks, Cleveland Browns, stupid organization. So my next question is. So Lamar, say Lamar signs a deal right now for not what he wants, not the fully guaranteed deal. He ends up settling for somewhere in the ballpark of forty some million dollars and not fully guaranteed, but still getting around thirty five to forty million dollars. What happens when Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert sign a contract in the next summer or two? Oh yeah, I've been thinking about that too. What about the weirder thing to think about is because those guys because you the know money. Joe Bur- you you know Joe Burrow is getting what he wants, but no, he deserves it though. It's weird to think about guys like Daniel Jones and Mac Jones who get these lucrative contracts when they don't deserve them. At least Joe Burrow's earning his money. Everyone's getting too greedy. Yeah, the, the, the quarterback market's rise. broken, but that's why the Philadelphia Eagles did it the right way and paid the veterans and then won or got there with a rookie quarterback um, on the rookie deal. That's, that's, the, the, that's the, the formula in the NFL now is just winning on a rookie deal. Be interesting to see how the Ravens news unfolds, though. I'm sure we'll be covering that for a while. Oh, we will be covering that week on week. I guarantee it. I think there's going to be a lot of speculation about what Lamar is going to be doing here in the coming weeks. And I think uh, we're going to have a lot to say about it. So I'm excited for that. The next point I have here in the NFL is that New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley does not plan to sign his franchise tender before the team's upcoming offseason program begins on Monday, uh, making him ineligible to participate. Adam Scheffner reports. I think this is very interesting. He's, I say, a big piece of that team. But what do you guys think? Curious. Is there is so does this is he under contract? Is that this doesn't mean he's are they still waiting to? I thought they just franchise tagged him, or he didn't sign it yet. Mike, that is that what's going on here? Do we know? He doesn't play besides the franchise tag. Correct. He did not sign the franchise tag. Okay, so I mean, I guess he'll just—he's just at this point, he's just gonna wait until right before the season. I feel like, but I don't know. It's a tough situation with when your quarterback gets forty million and you're the reason they were that good, <laughs> and you get the the franchise tag for one year. But that's I mean, that's, that's being a running back, running Yeah, that's just being yeah. a running back. All right, I think that's just going to about wrap up what we have going on in the NFL. The draft coming up at the end of this month, on the, starting on the 27th. 
think we'll have some info to cover on that in the coming weeks. With that, the college transfer portal also opens up at the end of this month, May 1st. So we will have some more details on that as well. But I think that's just going to about do it here for us this week. I don't have anything else to add, but thank you everybody for listening each and every week. You guys got anything else to add? It's going to do it for me. Yeah. Um, like we said, we got both playoffs coming up. NBA playoffs basically started already. NHL playoffs starting early next week. So um, stay tuned for the cards. Definitely going to be locking in and uh, getting our, doing our best to uh, get out those winners. So that's it, that's it for me. Yeah, like Mackie said, definitely stay tuned to the social media for all the plays and everything like that. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs coming next week. Um, I may not be on the episode next week. I don't know. I'm going to Vegas on Sunday to Wednesday. I don't know what time I get home on Wednesday. So pending me not on the podcast next week, I might see you guys in two weeks. But um, that's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening. Um, See you guys possibly next week, possibly in two weeks. It's going to be a surprise. Yeah, the boys said it best. Uh, another big week here. Can't wait to see my Bruins getting some playoff hockey, getting some more NBA action, and uh, the MLB's heating up too. So, loving life right now. Uh, let's go, Bees. That's it for me. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So, please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.